Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another Saturday, another day to study your word. We thank you for your grace and your mercies and your kindness, your loving kindness, your tender mercies, your compassion. Thank you for every good thing you have done for us. Thank you for your revelation of yourself to us. Thank you for speaking to us whenever we come close to you, whenever we read your word, oh God. Thank you for fellowshipping with us throughout the week, Lord. We say be thou glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, O oh God Almighty, as we start this Bible study, we invite your presence here, God Almighty, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God. We invite your presence, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the fear of God and the Holy Spirit. We invite you here, O God, that you give us insight, O God. We ask that your Holy Spirit begin to convict every heart that is watching right now, that they will begin to repent oh god and come to you oh god for those who already know you already giving their life to you but they desire a deeper walk with you a closer friendship with you oh god i ask that you teach them how to go about it teach them how to love reading your word oh god how to love fellowship with you in prayer how to love singing to you oh god how to love com communicating with you oh god teach them how to love spending time with you oh god so that they can hear your voice oh god they can hear you clearly in the name of jesus as we'll be studying the last chapter in daniel lord i ask that you release the total insight to oh god unto us today oh god release this revelation unto our hearts oh god even the people watching oh god let them as they read and uh, follow along the the bible scripture reading lord let them have insights about your word oh god reveal to them oh god i thank you lord because there's nothing you cannot do we are covered with the blood of jesus and we ask that your presence your protection your guidance your provision your grace your mercies will always always be with us and surround us in jesus mighty name of prayer amen Amen. I welcome you all to this Bible study. And I pray that you'll be blessed as you read. We are studying end time, the series, the sequence. But before we continue, I want to just visit some things. I don't know if we have some time to, but we talked about loving the people, um, loving everyone, because Jesus told us to love everybody love our enemies, even our enemies. Some of our enemies, our physical enemies, maybe might be seen as. So we have to love our enemies. We don't, we might not be friends with them because if you're friends with someone, there's a high probability that you might behave like them. So we might not be friends with them, copying their lifestyle, going where they go, no, or doing what they are doing, no, because we might be tempted to fall into sin. Our friends should be people of like minds that are heading towards heaven. So we have to, um, um, yeah, we have to love everyone and we might not be friends with them. But I think the Holy Spirit is making us go straight to our, our study today. And it's Daniel 12. And so Daniel 12, um, I will share my screen as we read. Daniel 12, but I want you to understand, we have been reading from Daniel 7, which marks the beginning of Daniel's end time dreams. Daniel 7 started it all, and I would gladly recap briefly. The first dream in Daniel 7 was about four beasts. And this dream, the timing of this dream is in between the big picture. Four beasts from the east, west, north, and south. Hold that in your left hand. But I would advise you to go read the episode on Daniel 7 for a more comprehensive understanding of the dream. Daniel 8 added to the dream of four beasts. At the beginning, we have Daniel 8 started with the two, the, the ram, right? Just know that there's a ram with two horns, and they stand, they stand, the two horns stand for Median and Patia. Media and Patia. Those are the two kingdoms, right? I'm, I'm saying the elevator pitch version of these dreams. So Daniel 8 talks about two, um, a ram with two horns. 
media, and Patia. Next, we saw a he-goat coming to destroy media and Patia. That's the ram with the two horns. The he-goat has had one horn, which stood for Greece. And we see in history that these kingdoms have ruled. So Greece is the horn. But this Greece horn, after some time, was broken off. And so when it was broken off, four horns to the east, west, north, and south grew up in its place. And that was the Daniel 7 dream. The four beasts in Daniel 7 are the four horns of the goat. Now, the Daniel 9 is all about timing, gave us the timeline, and we drew a diagram. So if you want to see the diagram, go watch the episode on Daniel 9. Daniel 9 showed us the timeline of all the things that would happen. Now, Daniel 10, Daniel was praying for Israel and begging God to shorten the time of the um, exile in Babylon. But God answered him with some other answer. So you're praying to God and God sees that, okay, I know you've been praying for 21 days. I'm going to give you something much more, right? So praying to God for 21 days, God shortened this exile, deliver us from this foreign, strange land, restore Israel. And God showed him two things. He showed him one, I love you very much, Daniel. The second thing God showed Daniel was the big, the biggest picture, right? So it, Daniel um, 10 carried the first message, I love you very much. Then Daniel 11 carried the second part of the message, which is explaining and filling the gap of this picture, that of this dream, the dream that started in Daniel 7 and 8. The dream is one, but it's a big picture. There are different parts of the dream. So one dream was revealed to Daniel. Um, one context was revealed to Daniel across several dreams. So one context, and it's the context of the end time. So Daniel 11 added to what would happen. So Daniel 11 told us more about the four kings that will replace Greece. He told us the talk of war between the kings of the north and the south. There was They were trying to rule the world, trying to be the world power. It was silent about the king of the west and the east. But it said something about the king of the north or the south putting their treasures in Egypt, which is the east, and never said something yet about the little horn, which is coming from the west, which we know based on Daniel 7. So you still have to listen to the episode because we talked about the four beasts and the horn in the west, which is the horn in the west became um, grew great. So we are in the, we, 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 Daniel 11 was about the Hun in the north and the south fighting against each other to be the world power, was a little bit quiet about the west and the east. Now the west, we know more about the activities of the Hun in the west based on the beast in the west as described by Daniel 7 that described the, the thing of the four beasts. So if you would maybe pause this video and rewind, I forgot to tell you to take your notebooks and write down the summary of what I've been saying, <laughs> right? Write it down so that it would make sense to you and so that when you're watching previous episodes, you can understand. Anyway, at the end of the world, we see, towards the end of the world, we see this beast, this horn in the West becoming great and became 10 horns, that's 10 presidents. And then a little one grew up and killed three presidents, right? And that little one persecuted the church for three and a half years. And we saw that in Daniel 7. And Daniel 11 tells us that this little one, it's also describing this little one, tells us that the little one would, um, will come three times in history. So we saw it in the last episode. So go and watch the last episode. The three, the, the little horn returned three times. It came first and we mapped it to Nero and persecuted the holy people of God. And we mapped it and he killed a priest, right? A priest of the most high God. And we mapped it to Nero killing Paul. The second coming of the, of the little horn, he killed the holy people of the most high. We did not confidently map it to any um, time in history, the history people could go and map it. We're not interested in the second time, but I am guessing God has not told me 
anything about the second time the little horn came to persecute the people of God. But um, I'm, I'm doing this like Paul. Like Paul, sometimes he would say that this is direction from the Holy Spirit, right? This is what the Holy Spirit is telling me, and I'm telling you to do it. And sometimes he, t- he says, I, Paul, I'm telling you this thing. I'm telling you that a woman should not preach in a church. Yeah, I am the one telling you this. Thing. I, Paul, I'm telling you this. Now, I, Ruth, I'm telling you that I believe that the second time that the little horn came was during Hitler's time. And that time was different from the time it came at the first and the second time. So let me show you. Okay. I don't want to show you anything, <laughs> but I just want you to understand. So little one came three times. The, the first time he came was similar to the third time he came. But the second time he came was different from the first and the third time. So the first time he, he, he persecuted the Christians. The second time he persecuted the holy people of God. The three times he persecuted the holy people of God. But obviously the first time since it's Nero Caesar's time, it was the Christians. The second time, I'm guessing it's different from the first and the third because it was the Jews that were persecuted. They're also the only people of God. But remember, if if I should tell you, or if you don't want to go read, if you don't want to go read it, I'd like you to go read it yourself or watch the last episode. Daniel 11 says that, um, let me share my screen and then you can see it. Daniel 11 says that the third time, the second time he came was not like the first or the third time. So that is I use King James Version. They, they didn't use first and third. They use former and later. So at the appointed time, he shall return. Imagine this person returning and come towards the south. But it shall not be like the first time he came when he destroyed the Christians or the third time he'll come and destroy the Christians again. So this second time is coming, I believe, I mean, this second time where he came, that's happened before in history, I believe, he destroyed the Jews, so I, I'm not sure about it, but I'm praying that God will give me wisdom, knowledge, understanding to understand the second part. But I am sure of the first time, and I am sure of the third time. The third time this man will come, according to the Bible, the same person. Imagine that. How is that possible? The same person is coming third time to cause the abomination that causes the solution. See, he says that. In the third time is coming, he shall return with intelligence, AI, against us. But he's going to have AI with them that forsake us, forsake God's covenant. So he would have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. So what's going to happen? He will place an abomination and make it desolate in the holy place according to exactly what jesus said when disciples were asking him matthew 24 verse 15 how um, verse 1 to 15 the disciples asked him jesus how do we know when you're coming and the sign of the end of the world and he told them when he was going to come he told them what the sign would be when you see when you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing in the holy place, spoken of by Daniel the prophet. And then we came here that to Daniel to read about the abomination that causes desolation. And we discovered that it was done the third time on, on the third rule of this man. So for him to come three times in, in history, that means the man is it's like a spirit. It's actually a spirit that enters a human being across time right so um these are the activities of this little one according to daniel 11 and so if you want to read more go to the previous episode to check it out and so these are all the activities of this little one and the angel gabriel that was talking to daniel about this kept talking and talking and talking and and says that um egypt um let me see. All these countries will not escape this Antichrist, this little one. And Africa, the, the, that's the, right? the king of the East will not escape Africa. Right. So let's keep going to Daniel 12. Today, we will be seeing the aftermath of this little one. So you see at the end of the day, 
the Bible says, his end shall come and none shall help him. How will his end come? We're going to see that in Daniel 12. Because after the end comes, or during the person that would destroy him is the ancient of days, according to Daniel 7 and according to 2 Thessalonians 2. The ancient of days will destroy the Antichrist and take us home. So if you are wondering, what is the order? You hear people in church, you hear your pastors, they say, they might say, oh, um, this is what will happen. The rapture will take place and the Christians will disappear, right? Then the Antichrist will come and punish the people that are sinning. How can Antichrist punish people that are sinning? How can Antichrist punish the, Christ, the, the, the sinners? How can Antichrist punish the people that Jesus rejected? Jesus did not take to heaven. How can Antichrist punish? He is against Christ. He cannot, he cannot help Christ to punish his enemies, right? He's called Antichrist. He is against us. He is coming, according to Daniel 11, to persecute the holy people of God. And rapture will take place afterwards. When Jesus comes to destroy the Antichrist from with the brightness of his coming. So the order has been <clears throat> the order of Jesus coming and the Antichrist has been misplaced by these pastors and has been godly received by members that don't like to read their Bibles, by members that don't want to know God by themselves. They don't want to read Daniel. They run away from revelations. I mean, pastors are no higher than you. You you determine where you stand in, in Christ Jesus. Pastors are not, there's no hierarchy. It is you, Jesus, and God. There is no you, pastor, Jesus, and God. No, read your Bible for yourself and know what the Bible is telling you. Jesus is saying that when you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing in the holy place, your temple, your body. When they are trying to inject this kind of thing into the bodies of people, into the, the, the body that God created, right? When you see this standing in the holy place, then he who has an ear should hear. And Daniel 11 has told us towards the end that when this man comes to do all this evil work against the Christians, then Jesus will destroy him. And we will read it now in Daniel 12. So Daniel 11 talks about the Antichrist. Daniel 12 talks about the rapture. That is the order. The Antichrist comes to do his work and then the saints will be raptured when Jesus comes to deliver us from his hand. So don't get the order wrong. There's nothing the Antichrist is coming to do after rapture. There's nothing. He's an anti against Christ, against Christians. So let's keep reading and I pray that God will help us. We are going to Daniel 12, and I will share my screen now. So, um, <clears throat> Daniel 12 says, and at that time, at that time of trouble, when the Antichrist is persecuting the Christians, at that time of trouble, and Jesus called it the great tribulation, that we've never seen anything like it before, different from the time that the Christians were running away from Caesar. It's a different tribulation, great tribulation. It is not the wrath of God. The wrath of God cannot be poured on Christians. The wrath of God is poured on Antichrist and sinners on, on earth. Everybody that has not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will not be raptured and then the wrath of God will pour on them, including the Antichrist, which Jesus will destroy by the brightness of his coming. Daniel 12 says that, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great priest, which standeth for thy children, for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even at that same sorry even to that same time and at that time thy people shall be delivered everyone that shall be found written in the book of life and that is rapture everyone's name that has been found written in the book of life shall be delivered how are they going to be delivered from this earth we will be delivered 
we are going to be when we read revelations because the next study is revelations we're going to see how god will invest us from this earth they call it rapture there's nothing like rapture in the bible but if someone is going to be pulled out of the earth i don't know maybe we're going to ascend up to heaven we're going to be raptured ascend up to heaven but we are going to be delivered everyone <clears throat> that shall be found written in the book if we are, if your name is in the book of life you will ascend up to heaven. You'll be raptured. That is after persecution, right? By the Antichrist that we have seen in Daniel 11. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. You see that? You see that it's, it's consistent with the Bible. At rapture, the dead in Christ will rise first. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 15, Daniel, 2 Corinthians, they are all confirming each other. You can go read 2 Corinthians 15. It talks about the rapture and the kind of body we would assume after we have been delivered. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. And then 2 Corinthians 15 tells us that they shall even awake first. Um, during the deliverance period, they are the ones that will awake first, even before we are raptured so the deliverance is total like it's time for deliverance the people that um are sleeping will rise first and then we will rise and then we'll go and some okay even the people that have died right that are seen as would be they would arise but they would arise to everlasting contempt and shame right those people have not given their life to christ they shall, they shall arise and awake, but they are going to shame. While the people that died and are giving their life to Christ before they died, they shall awake to everlasting life. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, Daniel 12, 3 says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. I pray to God for myself that... I will be wise and I will shine as the brightness of the firmament in Jesus' name. Amen. And I pray for you watching that you will be wise. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Live for him. Read your Bible. Pray. And I pray that he will give you his everlasting life. And I pray that you will shine as brightness, as the brightness of the firmament in Jesus' name. Amen. So this kind of describes how we will look like, right? will be shining like right now i'm not shining i'm just i just have makeup on and this blonde hair but I, this is like the worldly beauty right the earthly beauty the this is as fine as i can be you know i could just do better makeup but when i have my eternal life that god already i already have eternal life in me when i arise or when i am changed into the likeness that of God, I will be. I will shine as bright as the firmament. I will radiate light. Wow! And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars, forever and ever. Whoa! I pray that this Bible study is turning your heart to righteousness, and I pray that you also will turn other people's hearts to righteousness because this is a promise for all the people that. Turn the hearts of the people that are doing bad things, that are slaves to sin, liars, cheaters, killers, murderers, fornicators, sexually immoral people, people that are proud, wicked. They need to be turned to righteousness, right? So if you turn people to righteousness, you shall shine as stars forever and ever amen man we shall shine like the stars amen now but thou O daniel shut up the words and seal the book of daniel right even to the time of the end many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased you see 2022 knowledge is increased there's ai there's beautiful intelligence, technology, God released it to the earth. Whether you are an unbeliever or, or a believer, God, this is a free gift of God. You don't need to fast and pray or, or go to the mountain to access 
the knowledge. It has already been prophesied that knowledge will increase. Whether you're a sinner, whether you're a righteous person, you have access to knowledge that has been poured on this earth from God. Because God has said it, that knowledge shall be increased. See many technologies, innovations given to the earth, not only to Christians, to the earth. The only thing we get is eternal life, like being like Jesus. That is, and all the riches, the spiritual riches, right? Physical riches is, is an optional cost. <laughs> if you want to be blessed, you ask God for blessing, but that is not a compulsory cost. God has not said, okay, compulsory. Many Christians are suffering, but God is supplying all their needs. So the things that are compulsory are eternal life in Christ. The things that God will surely give you. In fact, if you, if you love God and you give your life to Christ and God, and you are seeking to know God and you are begging God, it's God, God will see it as his responsibility to give you eternal life, to give you peace, to give you spiritual riches. We, I think I, we did a Bible study where we said all the things that God will surely give you when you seek it, right? Riches, spiritual riches, rich, rich in mercy, rich in goodness, good works, rich in um, faith, rich in knowledge, rich in um, knowledge of God, I'm trying to tell you, rich in the knowledge of God, rich in, there's so many ways to reach spiritual riches. And there's something that came to my mind. I know I'm digressing, but during the week, I read something about, um, it says that Jesus told the disciples of John the Baptist, when they came to him and he, and they asked him, they asked him that, John told us to ask you, are you the one or should we wait for another person? Because probably this is not what he said, but for John to ask that question, he might be expecting Jesus to come and save him for prison because John was in prison and Jesus was on earth and did not deliver Paul from prison. You see that? See that? He did not deliver John from prison. I mean, John the Baptist from prison. So John the Baptist was on earth in prison and Jesus did not deliver him from prison. And John sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? Or should we wait for another? And when the message went back to John the Baptist, John the Baptist was at, at peace, even though God did not deliver him from prison. So as a Christian, you're expecting God to give you billions of dollars or something worldly as a reward for being a Christian. You don't know what you are. You, that's not what God promised you. That's not what God promised you. God promised you spiritual riches, eternal life. Physical riches, they're just added bonuses. If he wants to give it to you, he would give it to you. If you need it, you could ask him, he will supply. He has it in his disposal, but it's not compulsory. It's not a compulsory cost. So the point I was trying to make is that Jesus told him that, told the, the John the Baptist disciples that go to John and tell him that you can see for yourself, the blind can see the lame walk, the deaf can hear. Even the poor people had the gospel preached to them. That poor here, according to God's word, okay, let me let me um let me show you the portion of the Bible so you don't think that I'm saying my own word. So it says that in Matthew 11, verse 5. So Matthew 11, 5. It said also says it in Luke 7, verse 22. But let us read Matthew 11, 5. But please bless your people. So Matthew 11, 5 says, Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Poor. Now listen, this is not poor, but money poor. <laughs> this is not the people that are poor, lacking money. This is not the poor. By the Spirit of God, these are the poor in spirit, right? 
the good news is proclaimed to the poor in spirit. So ties into the point that what God has promised us on this earth is spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the because the, the good news was both proclaimed to the monetary poor people and monetary rich people. The people that are rich in money and poor and money receive the good news. So, and even Matthew, a tax collector, right? He had money. Zacchaeus was a rich man and the good news was proclaimed to him, right? So the poor means the poor in spirit. It's not the poor beggars, right? It doesn't mean that. So when you read the Bible, you read it with spiritual eyes. I pray God will help us. Let's move forward. So we we got into that spiritual poverty thing um, based on this, where I said knowledge shall increase, right? It's not only to the Christian, even the unbelievers. You see the richest people in the world, they're not Christians. So financial blessings, knowledge, wealth is from God to the world. It's a free gift, like the rain, like the sun. God did not say, sun only shine on Christians. Sun only shine on people that read their Bible seven times a week. <laughs> no. God gives it freely to everybody. Oxygen, ETC. And so, um, let me see what is there. Okay, where are we? We are in verse 5. Daniel 12, verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. So he looked up and he saw something. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? Say, timing now. It's telling us timing. And guess what? This timing is really important because when we were dealing with the timing in Daniel 7, I mean, sorry, in Daniel 9, when we're drawing the diagram, I'll show you the diagram before we go over when we're drawing the timeline, we needed this timing to know some things, right? So how long shall it be to the end of this wonder? So he said, and I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river. And he, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and swear by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times, that's two times, right? That's three. A time, times, and half a time. That's three and a half, right? And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. Do you see that? He's telling us that when he has accomplished persecuting the Christians crazily, <laughs> Scatter the power of the holy people. All these things shall be finished. So when, when the Antichrist guy has scattered the power of the holy people for three and a half years, these things shall be finished. That's when Jesus will come with the brightness of his coming, destroy the Antichrist, take us to heaven, the dead in Christ shall rise first, the dead in sin shall rise to condemnation and then move forward. Verse 8, and I heard, but I understood not, right? Then said I, oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And I've said it before. The words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. For us to break it down, or for us to have been able to break it down, as we've done for the past episodes, that's, this thing I'm about to say is both scary and great. That means we are at the time of the end. We are very close because it says that the words will be closed up and sealed until the time of the end, meaning that nobody will understand it. People will be struggling to try to understand it, right? But they will not be able to because the words are closed up. But now the words are opened up unto me by the grace of God and unto you that is listening. So 
for the word to be opened up to the time of the end, um, closed up, and now it's opened up, this might signify that this is the time of the end. So 10 says, many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. So this is what's going, this is what is happening right now. A lot of people are giving their lives to Christ right now. You see social media. Wow. I want to say this. And please listen carefully. Since I started posting on Instagram, I have seen lots and lots of people with different ethnics, ethnicity, different race, different colors, different looks, different ideologies, praising God. Some are reading scriptures to you, listening on social media. Some are praising God. Some are dancing. Some are doing all these things. Just reminds me that many people are coming to the knowledge of God. Some are exposing evil. Many people are knowing God. Many people are, 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 are teaching people, turning people's hearts to righteousness. And remember, they are doing it in different ways, right? Because the Bible said, Jesus said to those sinners, we have piped, right? And we have mourned. And you have not repented, right? Some people on social media, they'll come and sing and pray, praise you, praise you, pray, I mean, praise God, praise God, praise God. They have, they have praised, right? Some will come, they'll crying, crying and praying to God. They are mourning, right? Just to turn your heart to salvation. You have seen different styles. If you are not saved with all the styles that they are using to bring you to Christ, you're on your own. If you cannot take God seriously with all these things, pastors preaching every day on YouTube, pastors preaching, Christians preaching as I am doing right now. If you are not saved with all these efforts that God is using to bring you to Christ, you are on your own, right? So let's read the verse that says, we have piped. So, it's like Jesus is trying to tell you that uh, we have tried our best for you, right? Um, God has tried. God has tried and he has sung to you. You've not, you've not received Jesus. You've not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. What will make you receive Jesus as, as Lord and Savior? So it's Matthew 11. So let's read verse 16. Matthew eleven sixteen, um, um, that's not what I want to do. Go away, go away. Why are you not doing that? Matthew eleven sixteen, and I'll share my screen. So Matthew eleven sixteen says, "But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets." And calling unto their fellows and saying, we have piped unto you and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you and you have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking. They said he had a devil. The son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, behold, a gluttonous man and a wine biber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. And then he began, then began he to abrade the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Shorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it will be more tolerable for tire and sidon at that day of judgment than for you you see that so it says that what will make you repent what will make you forsake your sins people on social media will come and sing to you you condemn them and say mm, this one is not doing it well <laughs> people will come and make blonde hair sorry <laughs> about that people will come and make blonde hair and pre preach to you and you say Oh, she's having blonde hair. So she's not doing it right. We have piped. We have mourned. John did not eat well. He, he was weird. I'm preaching the word of God. He said he had a devil. Um, Jesus ate with sinners. 
and they now said he's a um is is a wine bible they said why is he eating with sinners can this be the messiah i pray god will help us i pray that god will help us i pray that you will receive the good news of god receive the good news of god don't condemn the messenger accept the message the truth in god's word and i pray god will help us in jesus name so let's move forward let's move forward let's keep moving so it says that um so many shall be purified and i'm sure that um god is using all the people that are preaching on social media to the level the, of their relationship with god some might just be new christians they just feel pressed to tell people about christ some might be old christians that have a lot of experiences nobody should condemn anyone Everybody should please accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Many shall be purified and made right and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Right? So none of the wicked people they shall understand. And there was a day I was, um, there was a day I was listening to the Bible and it says that, Paul in, in one of the, his books say, said that in one of his books of the Bible said, you know that those people that do all these evil things shall be burnt in fire, right? You expect that, okay, even if I don't read, like, you expect people to, a lot of people to go there and read them like, what are they saying I'm doing wrong? And is it wrong? And why is the consequence so grievous? Like fire, hellfire, burnt in fire. Why? But they will not understand. Like the wicked people will not understand. Even though it looks, it's very clear. It's just clear. The Bible is everywhere for you to read. I don't know, maybe they think it's too big or I don't get it. But they will not just understand. But the wise will understand, and I pray that we will understand, and you will understand what the Bible is saying. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that make it desolate set up. So it says it, it's saying it again, it's telling you the timing. From the time that that daily sacrifice that we talked about in Daniel 11 shall be taken away, and the abomination set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. And that is let's let's see um how many things that is. Two thousand two hundred and ninety that's three point five years. So there's gonna be three point five years between the time the daily sacrifice was taken away and will be taken away and the abomination set up in our temple, the temple of God, our bodies. And we know this confidently because there's no temple anywhere, there's no church. The temple is now our bodies. And, the, and Jesus told us in Matthew 24, 15, that the abomination that, that causes desolation will be set up in our bodies, in the temple, I mean, in the temple. And we said temple is our bodies. And we will read it in Revelations again, where he says, you shall be given the mark in your body. That's how we linked everything. And we're going to Revelations next meeting. So um, from that time, there shall be three and a half years, right? And I'll show you the diagram. There's so many things that will show us before the end of this meeting. So blessed is he that waited and cometh to the thousand three hundred and and thirty-five days. Now God is gonna tell us more about this. This is like three point six years. So this is probably this is like forty-five days after this three point five years. Forty-five days is that forty-five days period. What is that period? Right. What is that period? I pray God will help us. Then, then it says here, but go thy way till the end be. That's Daniel. Telling Daniel to go your way. You're not going to be there, right? For thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of thy day. That's, you shall stand in your own um, inheritance, right? God said he has going to prepare a place for us in heaven. Um, a mansion for us in heaven. In, in God's house, there are many mansions. Imagine that. In God's house, there's many mansions for us. He promised us that in heaven, not earthly mansions. He promised us heavenly mansions. <clears throat> and Daniel shall rest and shall stand um, in his lot at the end of the days. May God bless the reading of his word. In Jesus' name, we are done with Daniel 12. For I received in my spirit that I should share something with us from Revelations that says, um, 
PO, if you are committing sin, continue committing sin. If you are holy, continue being holy. Because the end is close. So it's Revelation 22, verse 11. It's a warning, like an ironous. I don't think irony is a thing for it, is the part of speech for it or the figure of speech for it. But I don't think irony is for it. But the people, the Englishians, the people that did studied English in school will know the word for this sentence. Um, Revelations um, 22 verse 11. And I will share my screen to read it with us, but you can open your Bibles for that as well. So Revelations 22, 11, it says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work shall be. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So it says this in Revelations now. See, in Daniel, it says seal up the words, right? But in Revelations, he said that seal not up the same. So even from that time, the end time was very close and it's, it's close even till now. Seal not up the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. So in Revelations, God God released the understanding of the, the book of the Bible to all of us that desire to know about it. He that is unjust, be unjust to you. This is not advisable, but now God has tried his best in Revelations. This is Revelations. He has been talking since Genesis. And if you have not repented from Genesis to Revelation, in this last chapter of Revelation, God is saying, if all the words from Genesis to Revelation is not enough for you, then continue doing what you want to do. Continue to be um, to be filthy. If that is if that is what you want to do, continue to be filthy. Continue to be um unrighteous. But you that you are righteous, please continue to be righteous. And you that you are holy, continue to be holy. I thank God for a wonderful Bible study. I pray, uh, uh, and this brings us to the end of Daniel. I pray that God will bless us and God will reveal himself to us. One prayer point. <clears throat> I want us to pray together today is that, Lord, help me to be righteous still. Help me to be holy still. Help me to be righteous still. Help me not to look back. Help me not to look back, Lord. I do not want to look back. I don't want to fall into sin. I don't want to go lower. I want to go higher and higher and higher in Jesus. I want to read your word, Lord Jesus. I want to understand your word. I want to obey it, Lord. Everything that is in my life, that doesn't bring you glory. Remove it, Lord, so that I will become like Jesus, perfectly like Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus said in the word of God, that the God of this world, the prince of this world cometh, but he, he has nothing on me. He, he has none of his properties with me. Lord, I want to be able to say that, that the God of this world, the prince of this world is coming. The Antichrist is coming. The devil is coming, but he cannot claim me. He cannot claim hold of me. That's what I want to say oh, at the end of the day. So God, please, every property of the devil that is still in me, if it's anger, if it's um, anything in my tongue, anything in my body, anything in my head that is still in my heart, everything in my head that is not of God, that is of the devil, remove it from me. I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, because you are going to do this work of righteousness. You are going to mortify all the deeds of the flesh that is still in me, all the habits of the enemy, of the evil one. You would remove it from my life in Jesus' name. And I will begin to bear fruit. I'll begin to bear fruit of love, of joy. Bear fruit. I'll begin to continue to bear fruit to the glory of your name. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness. 
temperance, meekness, faith. I'll begin to be a fruit to glory of your name in Jesus' mighty name of faith. Amen. Come to the end of the Bible study. I really enjoyed myself. I'm excited that we have studied Daniel. And this is the first time I will be studying and understanding Daniel to God be the glory. And that's why I'm inviting you to start from Daniel 7, the episode of the end time, the first one, and enjoy with us. I forgot to show you the diagram. So this is a diagram. And let me start from where we just read. We read about Daniel 12, verse 12, where he says that blessed is he are the sins that see this period. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the man of sin. So you can just screen grab this diagram or you could um, screen grab the diagram or go to the episode where we studied Daniel 9. Then you would see it um, explained. So the Antichrist shall rule for seven years or plan to rule for seven years it might not be able to complete that because around this time jesus will come and destroy him so this is the diagram we drew we can study it in detail and we don't know when it will start but when you see a little hun replace three precedents and stops the daily sacrifice and after 3.5 years, sets up the abomination of causes desolation and then persecutes the Christians for 3.5 years. When you see this happening, then you know that the end is here. God bless you. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode.